When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. And welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And we've got a very special guest today, Helen. We've got a doctor. <laughs> a doctor's in the house. But what kind of doctor is she? Is she ho- any use I, to us? I was hoping you'd go, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> no? No. No, well, fair enough. Missed no. that opportunity for lols. Sorry. Yes. Who are you, Doctor? Um, well, um, I'm not Doctor Who. Uh, I am a doctor of psychology. Ooh, <gasps> that's oh, that's right. You are Doctor Angharad Radkin. Welcome, Dr. Rudkin. What do you prefer? Doc? Big big Doc? Um, Rudders? A yeah. Rudd? Ango? Uh, Angra Hard? And Hagrid? Yeah. Angie, oh. Hall, Angie Hall Rudd? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, what is the correct, the correct pronunciation? Well, Harrod. Ang Harrod. Okay. Uh, let's just call you Dr. Rudkin. Um, so, Dr. Rudkin, <laughs> you are a clinical psychologist. What is your specialist subject? My specialist subject today is uh, children. Oh. And teenagers and well, parents. Well, they're pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they are. Help us! Help us, Anne Harrod. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. You've, you've done a lot of you've blooded a lot of work with kids and families. Yeah. Well yeah. You. Yeah. And I do. Um, it's quite nice because I meet with children and families a lot, and we talk about sadness and worries and stuff like that. And then I do a bit of research around children and families mm. as well. So it's quite nice. Have you ever thought of just maybe working in a supermarket, getting a job behind a bar, just <laughs> yeah. something a bit jollier, just a thought, just, just putting it out there? Well, you know what? Yeah, and I do daily wonder actually about that because the problem with my job, I love it to bits, but the problem is there's never an end point. You never get a child going. Thanks, Doc. I'm sorted. I'm really? happy yeah. forevermore. And I never get parents who go, oh, that's just brilliant. I, I you fixed him. You yeah. fixed him. We're <laughs> never going to have a problem again. So there's never actually an end point. So I just usually sort of limp off into the sunset a little bit and go, is, it, is that enough? Is that okay? She's like a dodgy mechanic. They always have to come yeah. back for something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, oh, he's frightened of spiders now, huh? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Um, yes. Oh my god! But what? What? Look. To be all honest here, um, what an amazing job, and what mm. what joy you must get from helping families and oh, children. Completely, and I don't want to sound too sentimental, but completely. Because well, we're all great humanitarians here. Oh, Just good, welcome to the good, circle. Good. Because yes. um, even very sad children are very fun children. You know, children are actually, and when they're not yours, children are great fun to be with, and mm. they are very hopeful, and they they are actually very resilient. Um, and they're they're happy just to have a different 
view of the world. You know, they're mm. really flexible. Um, so it's it's really lovely. But who, whose children are you talking about? Yeah, I'd yeah. say not my own. <laughs> You tell my son he's having a ham sandwich and then you give him cheese, he has an absolute meltdown. I don't, don't know how flexible that is. Oh, Harris. there's there's a diagnosis for that, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> this is basically what we've got yeah. you on the podcast for. Yeah. We've got a list of things of what our children are, uh, you know, not quite right. Uh, so we'll just have a private <laughs> session for free. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Now, obviously, as a, a psychologist with years of experience, you yourself must be a perfect mother, Dr Rudkin. <laughs> tell us about your family. Are they all completely well-balanced? You know, they're emptying the dishwasher putting their oh, shoes away oh. and laughing all day I would imagine oh, absolutely so in their, in yeah. their you know Geniuses. clothes that we've sewn ourselves in beautiful craft <laughs> sessions and yeah no we limp along um, we do limp along and uh, what is wonderful actually is my husband's a shift worker so he's around a lot and mm. that is not to be underestimated in mm. terms of I'm not there day in day out for hours by myself because I'm a different parent when he's there than when I'm on my own um, and I'm glad there's not cameras in the house most of the time um, I've got something to tell you <laughs> Press, press play. It's time. Oh, oh, oh Beatles not about. Last night. <laughs> it's all um, been a lie. Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I love my children so much, and even through the grot and the grit and all sorts I absolutely love them so we get a lot of joy from one another but it's blinking hard work mm, it is literally relentless isn't it? and you have three and which I have is three. one more than two it is one more but <laughs> you know, two too le- many isn't three, it three less than six that's what they taught you at university that that's PhD. Very oh, clever, look at yeah. it <laughs> quick skills um, but I think what's really important and the lesson that I've learned um over the years of being a parent which has changed what kind of psychologist I am as well but it's to learn it's not my fault if it really goes wrong but it's also not my um thing when it all goes very well Darn. actually I cannot take credit nor take too much blame gonna, I'm gonna sit here and listen no. to this Ellie <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't take credit for when they're really well behaved and lovely and then go oh it's your father's family <laughs> So you can sort of think, oh, well, you know, maybe there's a bit of... But actually, they are their own beings. But mm. that comforts me when it is also going really bad. And, you know, I'm sitting sobbing in the kitchen after putting them to bed thinking, how did it all go so wrong? That actually, there's so many variables. There's mm. so many factors um, that contribute to our children being the way they are. That we are we are one of them, and we're a pretty major one, but we're not the only one. Oh, so I feel I better already. Well, that's there the podcast finished. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. You can go now back to your Dr. White Coat... Uh, <laughs> Whatever you do, doctors. Yeah. But do, do you, do you also, can we just say, are we allowed to say, because you told me before the podcast started, are we allowed to say what your husband does? Of course. So he's an air traffic controller. <laughs> so no wonder, like, it's easier to parrot it because he's just like, right, you, left, yeah, left, yeah, left, yeah, shoes, yeah. shoes. With Every little, 30 seconds, in, yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> we need gaps between landings. With his little table tennis bats, cornflakes, cornflakes, cornflakes. <laughs> and, just, and just a fire truck outside on standby. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. in case of a fire. I mean, those cameras really have been working. <laughs> You got it. You completely got it. I I feel like this is Ellie's utopia because Ellie loves order and structure. And you're like, I can just see the joy in your little face, Ellie. I'm starting to regret my own life choices. (laughs) I wish I'd... Does he ever wear the uniform, you know, when you're... (laughs) Little paddle on the bottom. <laughs> or is he not on the, on the wrong way? Is no, he's not. On the no, no, it's all computer with oh. dots. Um, but the, but it's so interesting because I would be useless. I I'm I am um, I see patterns, um, and I don't see detail. 
So I would be there saying to the planes, oh, I don't know, just shift left a little bit. Yeah. And, oh, oh, yikes, sorry. You know, whereas he is so specific that actually I think it's a good combo. Yeah. yeah. Good combo. Oh, I'm trying to think of any other relationships in my life that might reflect a similar uh, <laughs> model. <laughs> just can't think of any. Oh, mm. Something might turn up, Ellie. Yeah, something Dig deep. Up. Go yeah. back. Go oh, back to your brother. A good, a good hard think. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so being, so you've been a child psychologist um, your whole career. Is that yes, right? that's yeah. right. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I qualified in 2002. So it's a bit of a long schlep actually to be a clinical psychologist. So you, you do your undergraduate psychology degree, then you've got to go and get experience in order to get experience in order to get experience. In the field yes so you get kind of looped into this sort of ah, really difficult period but then you apply to get onto a clinical psychology course which is a doctorate in clinical psychology and that's where the bottleneck is so you Mm. get hundreds thousands of people graduating with psychology degrees and then there's 10 places on a clinical psychology course and there's only 30 courses in the uk so suddenly you're like Mm. um but luckily I got on and then I qualified for that. It's a three-year course in 2002. Always knew I wanted to work with kids, love kids. Um, and so it's been that, yeah, 18 years. So wow. did you So did you become a child, is it psychiatrist or psychologist? Psychologist. psychologist. There's about £100,000 per year difference between a psychologist Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> you want to get that spelling right then. <laughs> Filling out the application form. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so did... Did you become that after you, before you had kids? So, yes, I did. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Has, has that, has having kids changed your, your work? Definitely, definitely. So I used to sit there with parents before I had my own children. And, you know, you would talk about, let's say, for example, trying to get the kid out of the house in the morning and mm. just these sort of awful arguments and debates that happen. And I would sit there and just say, look, if they don't get out of their pyjamas, you take them to school in their pyjamas. Because this is these whole behavioural principles. They've got to learn natural consequences. So you as a parent can say to them, you can't go to school in your pyjamas. And they'll go, yeah, I can, I can. So you send them to school in their pyjamas and the you know social shame mm. uh, means that they'll never do it again. So I used to sit there absolutely convinced this was the way forward until mm. I then had my own children and realised, actually, as a parent... You can't, you just can't let them go in their pyjamas. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just too awful. So definitely changed how I do my work. I'm more empathic, I think. Um, but in a way, I'm also a bit harsher because I just kind of know what's possible and not possible. Yeah. Um, you have walked a mile in their shoes. You know, you know how hard it is and you've been on the front line. That's it. That's then, it. Yeah. And that's it. I still got, and then, you know, like. I don't know, I'll say to my husband, oh my gosh, you know, one of my children has just said this, she's guaranteed to have an anxiety disorder at the age of 15. And he's like, what? She's three years old. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? So almost no She just doesn't too. like skips. <laughs> <laughs> just give her some quavers. Shut up. <laughs> This is run the path. Um, so, so a little bit too much knowledge hasn't been useful at some points. But you know, you very, you know, parenting. You just, you just got to go gut instinct, mm. haven't you? So, so mm. how do you get them out of their pajamas in the morning? <laughs> come on, come on, wizard! Yeah. <laughs> come on, never, Dumbledore! Never bribery! Never bribery! And um, one of what? my um, <laughs> get out of my house! My, um, <laughs> not even your house. <laughs> I'll be the one to throw her out. Get out of my house. (laughs) Um, So my son a few years ago, so he's doing swimming lessons, hated swimming lessons, but it's like, that's where, that is one of those no-go things. You've got to learn to swim just vaguely and then you can stop swimming lessons. And um, I I try not to tell people what I do. I just say I work at the university, um, you know, uh, 
but one of the mums in the swimming lesson had figured out from somebody else what I do. So I was aware of that. Anyway, my son was refusing to get in the water and he was just standing at the side going, I'm not going in. And I was like, darling, you need to go in. Remember what the worry monster says. And he's like, the worry monster tells me that it's all going to go wrong. And I'm like, no, don't listen to the worry monster. So I was doing all this psychology Ooh. stuff. And he's like there and he's just sobbing and he's sobbing. And I'm thinking, I'm standing here in front of seven other mums. So you weren't going, you're not getting iPad for a week. Just well, get in there. So it got to the point and it was going nowhere and I was just getting hotter and hotter mm. and then I leant down to him and I said if you don't get in that pool there's no way you're getting six chocolate biscuits this evening oh my god and he just jumped straight in that a girl well done and I, I know I pulled myself up proudly and sort of strutted back to the mums and they were like oh my gosh how did you do that I said well it's just you know it's just a lot of psychology <laughs> literally bribed my yeah. son to get into that swimming pool so bribery it's, it's incentivising it's not bribery it's incentivising yeah so yeah it's, it's important it's not about talking it's about Jaffa Cakes yes. quite frankly it's about Jaffa Cakes yeah I like that what, yeah. what's the worry monster then that sounds like oh, a good so um, so one um, form of therapy with children is to externalise their worries so you know if mm. they're worried about going to school or they're worried about you know any such thing then rather than say to them what is it you're worried about don't be ridiculous it's just going to be fine you cre- you externalise it so you create a, a worry monster or an anxiety gremlin or a Darth Vader character whatever and then you say what is the worry monster telling you and then suddenly it becomes a lot easier for them to figure out what it is they're worried about and then they can stand up to the worry monster so the mm. monster becomes a bully it becomes a sort of a, a meanie and then they can stand up to it in a way that's very hard to do when you're just trying to figure out your own thoughts when you're seven so you say, what's the worry monster telling you what will happen? What can you say back to the worry monster? You could say, you're not telling me the truth. I'm not going to believe you. As you mm. would to a bully. Yeah. Um, and then you try and create then a lovely little helpful voice. So mm. Darth Vader, Yoda, mm. we often use, or, you know, various characters from things. But um, And then what's the help? Boris Johnson, you? whatever you like. Boris Johnson, Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and now before we launch into your amazing book, I just wondered what are, what are the some of as Ellie would say the nuggets of wisdom for parents. Have you got a few sort of parenting mantras or things that that everybody can just take away to be better mums and dads? To be better so at any time. At any time. I'm just basically doing some kind of basic um yeah. life hacks we want yes. we want life hacks some potions oh, <laughs> so, right right and um, well i think one of the very important things is to separate your stuff from your child stuff so i think we parent we can read as many books and whatever as we want but we parent based on how we were parented so we've got that model in mind so when you are parenting your child just understand what is your stuff your history your baggage and what is theirs so when your child comes to you and says they're sad about this or they're worried about that the first thing naturally that'll come to your head is oh god i remember i remember when i was worried about that or i remember when that happened to me separate yourself from that because we just keep chucking all our stuff at our kids Mm. and you know let them figure it out themselves of course they can learn lessons from our experiences but let them find their own way I said uh, that's the most sort of general mm. broad ranging one mm. and uh, incentivize incentivize is that another word for bribing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've got biscuits I'm going to be okay you're sorted I can't incentivize oh. with an onion can I no, no, no. no. <laughs> the onion incentive that's sounds... <laughs> 
Well, excellent. Now, it is time now for book chat, Ellie. Let's have some book chats. Book chat. Oh, luckily, Ang Harrod has written a book. Thank God for that. Otherwise, oh. this section of the podcast would be really empty. Oh, so. my God. It would be so embarrassing. Um, now, tell us about your book. It's called Find Your Girl Squad. It is Find Your Girl Squad. And I wrote this book with Ruth Fitzgerald, who's a wonderful children's author. And we wrote it because friendships, when they're going well, make our lives wonderful for all of us don't they when Mm. our friendships are going well we feel wanted and loved and cared for and supported and life's exciting and we feel great and then when friendships go bad oh my god the whole kind of world falls apart doesn't it and you feel rubbish feel like you're a loser no one's ever going to love you again no one's going to like you again and this is just a hopeless life forevermore so we thought given how important friendship is and given how little there is around for girls about friendship Mm -hmm. well and boys but we thought they're slightly different. We'll focus on girls first. Mm. We should write a book for girls. What is, what is the difference between girls' friendships and boys? Well, it's the same issues played out differently. Right. So girls are very socially sophisticated and therefore very socially demanding. So they require a lot of sort of nuances socially and um, can do a lot with a look mm-hmm. um, mm. or with a curl of the lip. Um, whereas boys are a lot more physical and active. So when you think about our the, the guys in our lives, brothers, dads, partners, whatever, their friendships, they don't sit on the phone chatting for hours and you I know think that's where they've gone wrong. Uh, yeah, well exactly, <laughs> exactly, bless them. You know, what yeah. they do, they go and share an activity together, they'll go and pub together and they'll have these shared interests and they're very much a doing kind of mm. relationships, their friendships. Whereas girls are a lot more about the chat and stuff. And as I say, because it's a lot more about the chat, there's a lot more that can go wrong in that way. So um, so that's why I thought we'd focus on girls first. Yeah. And um, so it's a non-fiction book. Um, and as we probably all know in non-fiction books, you get halfway through and because there's no plot, you sort of think, anyway, yes, I'll drift off now to something else. So we were very keen to have some kind of narrative. Did you put a sex bit in? That's what I'd do. <laughs> halfway through, put a, put a knobbing. And then a murder. Yeah, and then yeah. a murder. Oh, my God, we missed our tricks, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we missed our I mean, tricks. teenage girls are all over yeah. that. Well, they are. Also, they there's are. no pictures. We've got pictures and we've got crazy funds and we've got Poppy. So we follow Poppy through her day-to-day life with friends. So she is our little guinea pig. Um, and we teach her all of our super psychology secrets um, through through the book. And what we were very keen to do is both Ruth and I, yes, have been girls and yes, have messed up our friendships, but we wanted it to be based on science as well. So it's mm. not just us going, look, do it our way. This is this is the best mm. thing. It's about saying, what does relationships, um, what does research tell us about relationships in the playground, about girls from nine to 12 for you know what makes them happy what makes them not happy why do they keep getting stuck in certain kind of um difficult situations so we've used research to mm. to to fuel our super psychology secrets and because it's such a massive i've got a 11 year old daughter um and it's such a massive transition because she's only six she's having massive sort of anxieties about starting high school mm girls are getting boobs she's been teased about her body from other girls all sorts of things uh and oh you know you go into protective mode as as a mom but you know you also want to give them that resilience and their ability to deal with it because it's not going away you've got to deal with friendships and ups and downs for the rest of your life so but this feels like the biggest time that sort of nine to absolutely and that's why we were keen to target that sort of age group even though Girls seven or eight have read it and I've had great feedback from them. I've had girls of 14 read it and give great feedback as well. So Mm. I think actually 
everybody will get something out of it but mm. I think it's that transition time when girls just get a little bit more sassy and just start playing the um the sort of social game a little bit more it's a lot about hierarchy and who's in who's out and then body changes this very visible mm. so you can get difference quite quickly picked up on by other girls um so yeah and it's tricky and of course as a parent you want to make it all better and mm. you just want to make it all all right and of course you are on your child's side more than any other child so you're yeah. going to believe their version of the story you're going to get as cross as they are about bella who's done this or blah blah who's done that um, whereas actually we just need to take a little step back and just think what is it that I could do here that's most helpful and protecting them from it isn't the most helpful because yeah. we are all grown ups in worlds where we still have problems with friendships we still have problems with colleagues bosses you know other husbands. mums husbands other <laughs> mums on mm. the school playground so we've got to learn how to deal with it and mm. and with our sort of super psychology secrets it's very much about accepting that other people are different being flexible knowing it's never going to be perfect yeah and, you know if you're at a spot where your friendship's going really well brilliant enjoy it celebrate it but don't assume this is how it's going to be sounds great <laughs> <laughs> and i want to know about the practical thing because of if your child is being bullied by another mm. person mm. and you know say for over a number of years and you've always gone to the teacher you've always gone to the head and everyone's like don't don't even talk don't ever contact the mum. Mm. Don't ever contact the, the kid. And when it keeps going, how? what is the right thing to do? How do you stop? How, do, how does that? Because sometimes, I know from friends, this is one of the hardest things they've had to deal with at school. It is. You, know, it is. you can get a tutor for your kid if you can mm. afford it, or you can try and help get extra help for their academic stuff. But when your child is being bullied mm. all the time, that's really it's hard. It's so hard. It, it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm. It's really heartbreaking. And that's where the bumps in the road become major obstacles to actually well-being and development and stuff. You know, when bullying is happening time and time again. And the sad fact about life is we cannot control other people. We cannot change other people. We can't make people love us, want to be with us, stop being mean to us. You know, we just we just can't. But no. what we can do is change ourselves and recognise things in ourselves. So, for example, when, you know time after time you go into school and just say something needs to change about the bullying of course schools have different perspectives and they've got the they've got to think about 30 kids rather than just one yeah um so they rarely do as much as you want them to do that's mm. just what i hear you know all the time so what you've got to do is armor your child mm. you know there is always going to be people like this but these are the things that you can do to protect yourself biggest and first and foremost thing is to talk don't ever deal with the bullying by yourself you know because it's it takes on a whole different perspective then um and i work with kids and we talk about very simple things like the way you stand you know people can tell so much about you and your vulnerability by the way you walk and the way you stand and the way you look so if you're kind of just shuffling along with your eyes down and just trying to hide and kind of creep into the wall bullies are going to see you and think fantastic we've got someone here who doesn't feel great about themselves I'm going to go for it. And yeah. so that's not saying you deserve it in any way, shape, form. But by doing simple things like standing up, shoulders back, head up and looking straight ahead, you're already giving a slightly different message about mm. who you are and what you are. Um, bullies are desperately unhappy people. You know, no happy person bullies just doesn't happen. No. And with your child, depending on their age and what how emotionally kind of overwhelmed they are, having some sense of being able to say to your child, you know what, they keep doing that because they are so unhappy. Yeah. And they're 
they're probably getting bullied at home so they're going to come into school and bully you to try and make themselves feel better so you know some research has shown that being able to put yourself in that other person's shoe it doesn't stop you feeling absolutely distraught that you're being bullied but it does help you Mm. to realize it's not you Mm. that actually is them being terribly unhappy and just wanting to lash out at others um yeah and what's nice about it is that someone's got some pain and then they decided instead of dealing with the pain themselves they just spread that pain as far and wise as yeah. possible which that's is like, what, what a lovely gift <laughs> yes that's a very sensible attitude um, well, <laughs> and what do you do because like obviously one of my biggest fears is my children being bullied i and and had, we were both weren't we Helen very yeah, badly very bullied badly at school bullied. Um, yeah. like 95% of comedians um <laughs> yes. and I mean, here we are yes, here we are <laughs> bullying each other all day um no so so yeah so we've been through it and I, of course I don't want my kids to do, to do that but also I have a terrible fear that what if what if my kid does that what do you do mm-hmm. if someone yeah. comes to you and goes right actually we've got a problem here your child has been bullying this other child mm. I, I know it sounds mental in some way in my head I think for me that might even be worse yeah. Yeah. than my yeah. child being God, bullied that, absolutely right. um, and it comes back to your thing about do you call the mum you know I would want to know if my child was being mean to others mm. or making them unhappy in whatever undeliberate way or deliberate way I would want to know so Mm. I think actually if you know the mother of a child who is seeming apparently bullying your child give them a call don't text Mm. give them a call okay just say (laughs) any chance we could have a little chat I think there's some stuff going on between our girls or our boys any chance we could have a chat and then don't go in there and say your child has made my child feel like this open up the conversation with do you know what's going on at the moment? Because, you know, my child's a bit unhappy and I just, I can't figure out what it is that's that's going on Mm. and work it out together because we don't know our children are bullies or not. Mm. You know, you're right to have a worry because you just think, well, how would I know? So we have to, Mm. you know, girl squad together and assume that someone's going to tell you if your child is a bully. If your child is very unhappy there's a good chance they're going to be doing some bullying. So that's a clue that you think, actually, you know what, they're really grumpy at home, they're crying all the time, we're having a tough time as a family, mm. then chances are they're going to be taking it out on their peers one way or another. Um, so, yeah, so call and okay. have a chat. Um, but it's interesting what you're saying about bullying because humour is a great protector against bullying. I don't know what you mean. As a way of dealing it's with It's not bullying. as a fence mechanism, if that's what you're insinuating. <laughs> It's more of a sword than a shield, okay? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm completely happy all of the time. <laughs> Nothing to defend myself from. I don't know what you mean. Never thought about this. Ellie uh, uh, Gibson's been seen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thinking about humour, it is one of our values because what the main basis, what our main super psychology secret is actually if you know yourself mm. and you accept yourself for who you are, then you're going to wiggle your way through life in a much more solid manner because actually you are, this is, you know, you're able to say, this is me, this is who I am, these are my strengths, weaknesses or whatever and and, and you can present yourself rather than trying to figure out, oh, I could be like that. And of course, the times where we've all got into trouble is where we've done something that we knew really probably wasn't right for us but oh yeah I'll give it a go you know whether to fit in or to be accepted or to be cared for and loved so values is really important and humor is is a one of the values that we talk about in this book because you can choose like your top three values and that those values then help you to understand yourself but they guide you through life they're like your sat nav in a way so Mm. when you get to a really difficult point you can either choose to act moving towards your values or choose to act moving away from your values 
But whichever choice you make, you're making a choice rather than just kind of drifting through life, figuring mm-hmm. out why do I keep getting into that same pattern? Why does that keep happening to me? So values are very important. So what kind, when you say values, what kind of things do you mean? Well, humour is one of them. Humour. Um, they're usually one word. You can have two occasionally, but they're usually one word things like kindness, family, curiosity, excitement, challenge, control. There's a whole load of them. Wine. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure wine's a value yet. After four months of self-isolation, it's, I think it's, it's very valuable. Um, oh, uh, what, are, what are your three values? Well, you Dr. know what? Harris, <laughs> oh, if that is your real, real name, Pam and Bear, laughing, and Netflix. You fine. know what's really interesting? Ask girls this, and we do, we've worked with lots of girls around this book, um, and, you know, researchers come up with all these values, and of course there's no definitive list, but girls and kindness. Kindness seems to be such a value for females and I was about to say kindness you know I want to be someone who people go oh Ang Harrod she's kind um but but I think determination and independence as well yeah. I like to think I'm my own boss and I'm sure it's an illusion but I like to think that I like to think have you actually, mentioned that to your boss yeah no no well, <laughs> not my husband in fact I, I, um, I'm sorry I'm just gonna stop you here I mean these are my values so I'm actually the boss now and I've written it down uh, I'm actually the boss of both of you I don't <laughs> Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but when we talk to girls, and you know, you've got one girl whose values are kindness, family, and friendship, and then you've got someone else in their class whose values are challenge, determination, and independence. You know, no wonder they clash because mm-hmm. this one's going to be wanting to be boss and be in charge of everything, and this one's going, oh, just be nice. Um, and that helps girls to understand this is why. I, you know, I really respect those values because no one value is better or worse than the other. They all are positively equal. Mm. Um, But it helps you to understand, you know, why do Mm. I keep on going for that kind of man and then it all goes wrong? Or when you're a nine-year-old girl, how come this keeps happening in a playground and I'm left on my own and Mm. I want no one to play with me? So values, and values are different to goals. So we all tend to, we're in a very goal-driven society. You know, I need to lose this much weight. I need to earn that much money. I need to get that many points on Fortnite or whatever actually if you live according to values rather than goals there's no end point you can just keep living according mm. to values and then that gets you off the hook and is, would the values bit apply to boys as well definitely yeah definitely definitely and you were talking about a shield earlier on and we um one of the kind of very popular ways of thinking about your values is to develop your own shield you yeah. know with you know like in the older days that the lion for bravery and blah blah you know you develop your own shield and these are my values and boys love that kind of thing as well uh, look, literally like draw a yeah, shield absolutely ah. and we've got a big list of values there and then you draw your values or write your values or represent your values in some way and that is you and it's like here here i am guys uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna spell my values out in cheese strings and eat them all <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do can't wait <laughs> Oh, that sounds so fantastic. So the, the book is out now. The it came book out, is out. It came out in uh, January 2020. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously you could buy it from anywhere because I've learnt that lesson. I was going to say, <laughs> and where can people buy it? <laughs> anywhere. Google it currently <laughs> through the internet. <laughs> A drone will deliver it to your house. Yes. Uh, so, and yeah. I'm, I, I just think bloody well done because this is the, one of the biggest things you'll have to negotiate you know as a person as a young person but as a parent as well because you, you your your children are your heart yeah, yeah and when they are sad you cannot 
you cannot shape that. Mm. You can't no. separate that from no. you. And, and I think this, you know, if you as a parent read this as well, then it helps you to keep coming back to that when your child's having a few friendship difficulties. Mm. Um, and what I've said to all the families that I work with as well, read this when things are going well, because then you've got all the ideas in your head, because we talk also about assertiveness and communication and problem solving. Um have all those ideas in your head so when things get difficult mm. you're not scrabbling about going oh what do I do mm. you can just think oh I'll tell you what let's think again about our values let's think about acceptance and flexibility um, so that's that's quite useful to do so even if your child is having a good time at the moment it's still useful to read yeah. I would say because I heard a thing the other day with I think uh, Philippa Perry who's a psychotherapist we've had on the podcast before and she was on another podcast I think she was talking about you know that we all kind of say we want our children to be happy but it's unrealistic mm. Mm. to expect your children to be happy all the time and that is actually putting a huge amount of pressure on you and on them mm. to kind of and it's Absolutely. it's just it's just not achievable no it's not and you know what I I was just thinking the other day you know what what do you want what do I want for my children and I I think I want them to be lovable because I think if you're lovable your life's going to be all right. Mm. You're going to have bumpy times, but somebody's always going to have your back, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. And that is my aim. Not to have happy children, because quite frankly, it'd be sickening if you had happy children all the time because you'd think they're all a bit weird. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, moments of happiness, yes, please, but that is not what I'm trying to achieve for my children. I want yeah. them to be lovable. Yeah. Sounds great. As we always say, hashtag be kind, hashtag don't be a shitbag. That's... <laughs> Really, all any of us can ask of each other. Exactly. Exactly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But, right. Ellie, it wouldn't be the Scummy Mummies podcast if we didn't end with Scummy Mummies confessions. That's literally true. Uh, Ang Harrod, have you got one you could share with oh us? Oh, my... Uh, uh, You've me, got three kids. Come let me on hear now. yours first, and then I'll uh, oh. judge mine accordingly. Oh. God, I've got a Scummy Mummy confession. Actually happened last night. My oh. son was doing a wee, and he thought he was really clever, and that he held the end of his willy, and he did a pee, and so his the penis kind of puffed up like a water balloon and then he let it go and the pee just went 
and my and me and my daughter because we just happened to be brushing our teeth and he was like look at this look at this trick and I was like oh my god um, sorry Matilda was like do it again do it again I was like no don't do it again and then yeah and he and look we're a big fan of Barocca in our house I'm not gonna lie we're all like a daily Barocca and it it was just like some kind of nuclear spill like like a bomb in a Fanta factory oh no (laughs) so I'm just saying don't do that kids yeah don't do that um, oh. I've got one also about my eight-year-old son, funnily enough. Uh, <laughs> so uh, at the moment, his favourite TV show is uh, Hell's Kitchen, which I'm letting him watch. Because uh, it's is that actually, on CBBC. That's right, it's on CBBC. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's uh, Nick, Nick Jr. No, it's... Um, In the Night Kitchen. Yes. <laughs> um, Sarah and Fuck. <laughs> so it's actually quite rare that we find like a, a show that we can all watch together because mm. they just mm. want to watch bloody YouTube and yeah, yeah. CBeebies so I've sort of like I, I really like cooking and I really like Hell's Kitchen so I've started letting, letting him watch it even though it's obviously incredibly sweary because it's just <laughs> Gordon Ramsay going fuck you and your fucking sausages like for hours <laughs> and hours um, but I let him watch it on condition because he knows what swear words are anyway by now he does on now. condition <laughs> that he's not allowed to repeat the swear words. And yeah. if I hear him saying one of these swear words on Hell's Kitchen, then immediately it will stop. We'll, we'll cut off his supply. Of Gordon Ramsay. Right. That's fine. Of Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no, Mummy, right. no, yeah. I need more Gordon yeah. Ramsay. Oh, he's addicted. It's brilliant. Yeah, he loves it. He fucking loves it. So this morning I go to the bathroom and it was all steamed up from the shower. And I was like, and he was like, right. And I was like, oh, are you writing me a little message on the mirror? And he was like, yep. And I went over and looked and he'd just written it in a vertical line, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh. Charlie, you how dare you? You you know you're not supposed to use that word. And he was like, but I didn't say it. You didn't say I couldn't write it down. And he was genuinely shocked. He was like, I thought it'd be funny. And I was like, it 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 is not also so it was a bit of a disaster so that's that's working out really well that's I mean clever it. children's really well, annoying I know I know yeah. that's the problem isn't it infuriating pedants pedantic <laughs> children I wouldn't wish it on anyone ahead. No. Uh, so have you have you got one God, you know what I'm sitting here and balloon willies and um, mirror writing I just, I just don't <laughs> even swearing I'm yeah. just not even sure um, I mean, let me think oh god I mean they're just so mundane and I think that's the reality isn't it of parenting I sat there, you know, we had our family meal last night and um, so we were sitting there, just just the one. one. And, um, you know, my my husband's cooked this whole family meal. He's starving, so he's not particularly Mm. in a good mood. Uh, My son is eating with his hands still, whilst kind of sat vaguely perched on the seat and um, not going anywhere near the vegetables and that's just ongoing. And so we're doing this whole thing where we're trying to have a conversation, but, you know, he it keeps going back to, will you just eat, just eat a bit of that, just have a carrot, just have a try of that. And then he kept asking to go down to watch Paw, Paw Patrol mm-hmm. and we kept going, no, 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 no. And in the end, just midway, he, he can leave the table Without eating any vegetables, and when we're still mid-meal, <laughs> quite frankly, had enough. Yes, quite and right. every single part of my brain is going, no, those textbooks that you spent years <laughs> studying, <laughs> consistency, consequence, clear boundaries, blah. No, no, just just, just an easy bin. life, just an easy life with the carrots, That's it. Put the get some barocca. Yeah, is he safe? Is and he go loved? And is watch he fed? Patrol yes, for the hundredth time today yeah at least it's Paw Patrol ultimate now yeah uh, does he does he come to you and give you a cuddle oh he does done done that's so I'm just telling the child yeah. psychologist <laughs> <laughs> she'll sleep Good well tonight <laughs> 
Yeah. You're doing what? great. But you know what? You forget those bits, don't you? Yeah. You just think, oh, I see I need this and this and this and, and this. And actually, yeah. just those little kisses and cuddles. Yeah. I know. It's Lovely. Very sweet. Oh, it's very sweet. you're not a fucker. <laughs> oh, you're only a it. little bit of one. <laughs> well, thank you so much. So your book, Find Your pleasure. Girl Squad, is out now. Uh, where can people follow you or perhaps pest you for more free advice? <laughs> um, <laughs> I keep a very low profile. Well, there we go. Um, yes, now you can follow us on social media at Scummy Mummies. Uh, do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Tell everybody about it because you're all indoors. Um, yeah. Listen to the podcast. That would be great. And of course, our book, Ellie, it's, is, it's still, still in print. print. Uh, and usually quite affordable from that website, we all know. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. You've been delightful, honest and, you know, imp- I'm sure being very reassuring for everyone listening. Yes, well, thank, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. It's been great fun. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Well, I think you're lovable and I think oh, you're amazing. So thank, thank you, you very much, Anger Harris. What am I, chop liver? <laughs> We've got time to talk about that later. <laughs> Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.